A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Seb Philpott. And my name is Verity Simmons. And this is Three in a Bar. Well, hey. Hi there. <laughs> hey, how's it going, listener? Have you had a good week? Mm, Have you it's not? It's been great, hasn't it? Great week. Been <laughs> interesting week. Yeah. There's been news. Like, there's not been a slow news day this week, which has oh, been good. Oh, no. Good and for newspapers been... and broadcasters. Yeah, it's been great to have news from outside the remit of um, Brexit and COVID, isn't it? I've quite enjoyed yeah. mixing it up a bit and having some international traumas as well. Mm, yes, that's yeah. right. Um, hey, I am, just to fill the listener in, I'm sat in my car uh, <laughs> because I, uh, well, you may remember from last week, I uh, was buying a house and we, we bought a house. Well, hey! So I'm, um, yeah, but we're, we're sanding. We're in the middle of sanding all the floors. So uh, my wife is currently uh going going full tong hammers and tongs <laughs> if that's a phrase on the uh, one of the rooms with a belt sander 60 grit amazing so uh she's making a lot of noise so i thought i'd go and see in my car uh but that means i'm tethering to my phone i've got 11 percent battery on my phone right we've got to whiz through this we are we, let's keep it concise let's get yep. the facts out there let's do it so who have we who got do Seb? we have i'll tell you <laughs> it is drummer Yes. And fixer to everything you've ever seen on TV, <laughs> Bob right. Knight. Hey, it is. We, yeah. We chatted him this week, didn't we? So this is fresh off the press. And yeah, he was right. tremendous. I mean, that guy has worked with literally everyone you could ever think of in the world so. in music. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of got two hats he wears. He is yeah. an excellent drummer. As a drummer, he uh, he plays with Nick Kershaw. Mm-hmm. He's played with James Taylor. He's played with um, and the got, James Taylor here. Quartet as well. Not and to the be James mistaken. Taylor Quartet. No, very different things. <laughs> uh, I'll just rattle through a few of them: Nicole Scherzinger, Michael Bublé. Um, who've we got here? Kim Wilde, Josh Groban, mm-hmm. Will Young, Jennifer Hudson, um, Sheridan Smith. I mean, endless Gareth people. Gates, CeeLo Green, New Kids on the Block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Jason Derulo. Nadine Coyle. 
so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> but really, as as a fixer, I mean, there's. I mean, if you go on his website, it's basically every single artist ever. Yeah. And um, but if you've watched any any telly show from the last twenty years, think like X Factor, Strictly Come Dancing, anything where there's any sort of chat show, anything yeah. where there's a band playing, Brit Awards, that kind of stuff. That's right. He'll probably Bob have his had his hand probably, in it probably fix that yeah um so he tells us his uh, his story how he got involved doing it and how how uh, how his career has gone um he's a very funny man he's a yeah. really lovely guy it was uh, it was really nice to chat to him it was it was a complete pleasure wasn't it he's yeah. got great stories so shall we um cut to the chase and get to bob yeah let's get right into it right uh this is bob knight <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on. Thank, uh, thanks, yeah. thanks for letting me invite myself. <laughs> I'm like, glad you did. Come on, you bastard. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> I feel like I'm standing outside in the cold looking through the window. I know all these people. Let me in too. That's <laughs> because I don't play a proper instrument. Oh, oh, I mean, come on now. You've seen, you've seen our clientele. I think yes. you play more proper instruments than most of them, to be honest. I'll take it's it. I'll take it. <laughs> Congratulations on your award, by the way. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Thanks. I mean, we don't like to harp on about it or anything. But... Oh, well, oh, I hadn't noticed. That's really good. How it is nice, isn't it, to get an award? Yeah, really I... exciting. I've never won an award. I mean, since I think I, I won, I definitely, I know I won an award for mime when I was a child. Did right? you? Um, and verse speaking. Mime? Mime. What yeah. sort of thing? Like going through a window was, or singing? I think I remember me being in a shower. It's a lot of that. <laughs> oh, oh wow. You know, hands against the imaginary window panes. But <laughs> I remember eating an app, uh, a banana. That's quite a, oh, quite that's a good, good one. Wow. Um, it's a shame um, that the list Are children allowed to do in? things like that now? Do you think we're doing mime classes? Mime eating a banana. Oh, we've been shut down. (laughs) It was different in the early 90s, you know. You could uh, could do that kind of thing. I dread to ask Uh, who was running that class. (laughs) It was was the South End End Festival competition. You know, it was was highbrow. I won a little medal. Oh, well done. We didn't get a medal for this award, did we? No, I'll knock some up, though. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's what the internet's for, isn't it? Making your own awards. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I got an, I got an award once. Look, it's it's here on my desk. Oh. I know, I know this doesn't that? make for good listening, but it's it's Boozy and Hawks National Concert Band Festival Most Outstanding Instrumentalist 1995. Oh. Wow. That's that's a really nice fantastic. award as well. That's got literally that no weight to it at all. It's big, but it weighs <laughs> nothing. But I keep it, it on my desk. It doesn't look like that. I keep it on my desk to remind to remind myself that I once achieved so, I'll yeah. get on. Yes. But so day we've been of going through your, I mean, we've been going through your CV and, like, literally, who haven't you worked with? You've got the it's most extraordinary yeah, list mad. of people. It's awesome. Well, Do you still get the cool. same kick out of um, of working with big artists as you did when you were at the beginning of your career? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I just love playing and 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 I love fixing as well. You know, like, having two jobs is a bit weird, I suppose. Uh, or a bit different, but I, I love them equally. I uh, I didn't used to. I used to be a bit embarrassed about the fixing thing and not tell and just tell people that I was a drummer. Um, oh really? Yeah, I think I felt a bit like 
I don't know, like, I didn't really used to go to things that I fixed if I wasn't playing because I felt a bit like people would say, like, why is he, why is he here? Why is he bothered to come? Um, yeah. Which was a bit, which is really silly, but um, I've kind of embraced it of in the last five years, four years or whatever. But, yeah, no, I, st I still love it. Like, obviously, what's not to love? But I get excited about I'm a bit less starstruck maybe with, like, massive names than I used to be and a bit more confident in my playing so that I know, I think I used to try and just and always play or or be somebody that I thought people wanted me to be. And now I'm a yeah. bit more able just to go, this is, how the, this is where the time is or this is the groove and I'm going to play it and, and then we'll all play some music and go home kind of thing. Whereas it used to be a bit more like, what do you want to do now? And is this all right? And, you know, that's maybe yeah. the only change, but I love it. Like, I, I love meeting people that I admire and, or people that yeah. I never heard of, or you know, all that kind of stuff is that's the real buzz for me is just getting to see that everybody's the same, really. Like when it comes to music, like, yes, yeah, some people have got exceptional voices or exceptional tone or reputation, but like reputations and stuff. But you know, like, mm. I, I, when once you've stood in your underpants in next to your hero, like to get changed to go on and do something, it's you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, two legs and. Arms and you thinking you know. of someone in particular there? I did. Get, I got. I got changed with Sting before a TV thing. Oh my god! And I really. I was talking about football with him. In, uh, we were in our pants, putting our yeah. clothes on and stuff. And he had a suit <laughs> hanging on the back of the door. That was a big name, yeah. wasn't it? But and um, but it was only a good. But it's only a it. Um, he had his suit hanging on the back of the door, and and uh, and it had like a really nice badge. And I said, I really like that badge. And he said, Yeah, that's my OBE. Oh, my God. oh right! I'm going. To, I'm going to Buckingham Palace after this to watch a ballet. That's like, oh cool. These are what are you doing? Said, I'm just going to go to the pub and have a couple of pints. <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely embarrassed myself. But you know, it's it, just people are cool. Most people are cool. I find nice yeah. people. You know, most people that are really good and, and, and are established don't have that ego like worship me kind of thing. They're just like. They're, they're quite comfortable with the fact that this that's what they do and that's who they are. So if you don't, like, go, oh, excuse me, I think, oh, uh, and pander to it. If you're just like, hey, it's nice to meet you, like, I think you're ace and let's yeah. play, let's, you know, do whatever it is where they're supposed to do that day, they usually respond quite well to it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I still love it. And, and, and more than love working, I hate not working. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's grim, isn't it? I get very anxious about about like maybe that's it, if I you know like I mean pandemics aside, but if 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 it's a a normal year and this and I look at my diary and nothing's happening for two weeks or five days or whatever, I'm like that's it. Everyone's worked out that I'm shit and it's all over. Oh, uh, do you know that you know. never gets any better, does it? It doesn't ever get any better. Why after but, all these you know, years? You've always got to look back in your diary, not forwards. It's always full yeah. when you look back in your diary. Yeah, that's it? a very good way of. For putting it and no one's ever said that to me before yeah, <laughs> where have you been my life <laughs> <laughs> i learned that from lindsey schilling trombone player in the right. royal opera house he, he's like it's a good good lesson there because um because it does happen and then then you always get those last minute things usually when when work's normal yeah yeah um but uh and they usually turn yeah. out to be the best things don't they because i have well for me anyway i haven't had weeks yeah. to stress about it or like like i i think one of my skills musically speaking is that i'm i'm good on the fly i think maybe because I, yeah. you know from my jazz ground mm. like i've got a big open ears so i can 
I can turn up to something having never heard the tunes and 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 in an hour we'll have got enough together that we can do a really do a good gig and and, and then if whereas if I've got three weeks to prep I'll I, I, you know I won't allow myself to make any mistakes but if it's on the fly I'll go right if I f up derp, sorry I swore then I always do that Sorry. Don't right. worry, it's fine. It's my fine. language is very poor. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll click the explicit button for this episode. Yes. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> but if I, but if I, you know, if I haven't had chance to prep or it's it's on it's on the fly, then I'll kind of allow myself two things to go, you know, wrong. Not like catastrophic, but mm. just a little blip. I don't nearly or I don't necessarily always need them. But I kind of yeah. feel like I've got them, and that helps me relax into the into the thing. You know, I, there's a guy called Joey Landreth who's a really wicked guitar player, and and I did a gig with him where I, I just like flew back from Germany that day. Millie put my my wife Millie put my drums in a cab, and I and I went straight from the airport to the borderline. We had a little rehearsal, and then and then did did a gig, and and it it's still one of my favourite gigs that I've done, and that's, and that was oh. like three years ago. But I, you know, and I loved it. And I love that feeling of like trousers, you know. Ah! Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's such a good vibe, and um, yeah, you access a different part of your brain. It's like like hyper focus, uh, mega brain kind of thing. It's yeah. like when you do a press night or something, or if you've not had enough rehearsals, or yeah, it's like a collective thing where everyone's sort of willing each other to do really well um, yeah. and especially if it's like a last minute call you can't really go wrong like i mean unless you really mess well it unless up it's and, a show like I, I don't know how i don't know how guys that do shows do it when when you haven't had the like if you're the if you're a debt like i've gone in on a few shows i don't have much yeah. experience of it and that's like the most frightening thing i've ever like way more frightening than going on stage in front of fifteen thousand people without a rehearsal Definitely. Uh, but I like, think you're right yeah. what you were saying about that last minute thing. I think actually giving to, getting too much notice to go in on a show is is way worse because you just build up that anxiety for weeks oh, yeah. and weeks. I think like having less than a week is almost the best scenario because you yeah. can get it together enough, but you haven't got that time to go, oh my god, that thing could go really wrong. Yeah. And is it and is it the fear <laughs> that like is it the fear that you'll make a mistake or is it the fear that you'll get the never again and never tell everybody about it? Because I think it's the, it's the latter, isn't it? Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit if I came in a, 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 a quaver early on that push. But if you get the old shoulder tap, that's it, game over. Oh, oh it makes me feel sick, the thought of it. Yeah. I miss that. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> like, I, fi I fixed a show in town, and uh, I fixed la the band for Lazarus, the David Bowie. Oh, thing. yes. Yeah. I just saw that. I, I it's where it's streaming this week, actually. It starts, what's the date is today? It? The oh, is it? Start, it streams from the 8th to the 12th, I think online oh, yeah. and they're they selling tickets and everything with michael c hall so that was my first yeah. that's my only kind of theater fixing thing that i've done uh and that was in that when was a big that? learning curve like get learning learning all the agreements and all that and just a few yeah you know obviously they filmed it because they're streaming it so i had to do that deal to make sure everybody because everybody only gets paid now because they haven't yeah. streamed it up till now so like i was i was glad i didn't get that wrong and, and everybody was like gets paid this so everyone's like, that's a good start to the year. I was like, oh, cool. Didn't know. I forgot I'd done it. Wait. So, yay. <laughs> Go me. Um, but yeah, like a, a lot of the people that I've, I've done stuff with, it's been one-offs or, or little short, yeah. short, a short like little run or like we did some stuff with Jennifer Hudson and, and yeah. she is like unbelievable singer. Unbelievable. Yes. And she was really like very nice and super laid back. 
But it's just that she is was living in the UK because she's a judge on The Voice hmm. and and had a hit single. And it was like, well, you know, are we going to do a bit of promo? I think it was an unscheduled hit, if you're not. Like, I think some, something went viral from something and it was like, oh, we should do, we should try and, you know, shift some copies. So I got called to do that. And so we did we do the one show and Graham Norton and one other, and a, maybe a radio thing, I think. So we did one, like, with those kind of things, I'll do a one, it's only two tunes. So we'll do a one day rehearsal. So I'll get the band and stuff in in the morning and then get the artist to come in the afternoon, see if they want to change anything. And then, and she was cool. We did everything super, like fully live with no tracks and things. Had a load of strings and a load of singers on Graham Norton with her. And yeah, like she's just incredible. And awesome. No, no, like Flappy just came in. Hey, how you doing? I'm Jennifer. Yeah, I know. I always like it when they say who they are. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like sang three or four times, maybe changed one. Like, can your girls not come in there? Yeah, fine. Okay, see you then. Okay, Brilliant. bye. Easy. Cool. Lovely. Yeah. I saw like her on the Mariah great. Carey Christmas special. Did you watch that? Yeah, me and Rosie watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie said to me, Rosie loves singing, She's but she's six. And she said, yeah. I, I, I like this, but why can I see her boobies? That Mariah Carey? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy they Christmas. They were really there. <laughs> Ball, yeah. Tinsel and baubles. It was. Um, <laughs> I yeah. don't know how to feel about that whole thing. I loved it and I hated it. I just didn't I, know. When Snoop yeah. Dogg came on, I was really confused. <laughs> yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was a fast food advert again. Like, he, um, <laughs> yeah. Bon- bonkers. But so good. So good at singing. Like, yeah, you kind of go, all right, what, you know, what, fair enough, isn't it? Like, we, um, I put, I, I fixed the orchestra for Josh Groban when he's in Europe and and the UK and stuff. And so he did a big Hyde Park thing last summer or summer before, whenever we were allowed outside, must have been summer before. And, um, and Celine Dion was the headline. So I I went, I went to that thing that I fixed and didn't play on. And then we, me, we all stayed to watch Celine Dion and she's like, same kind of vibe as Mariah in terms, it's like unbelievable. Just like, you know, when someone just sounds like the record, like there's a lot of people, not necessarily that I've worked with, but that I've been to see or or might have worked with, you know, you go and listen to them, you're like, that's a bit egg. You know, obviously they've yeah. done some cool stuff in studio to make it sound mega. But um, with, with the people like that, it's, you're like, oh yeah, prop, that's real deal vibes, yeah. isn't it? And, and Celine yeah, Dion totally. up close is unbelievable, you know. And Jennifer Hudson's like that. And um, who else have I worked? Nicole Sheen is like, she's an unbelievable singer. Like, is she? Her, vo- her voice is incredible. Yeah. Like, I know that she's got a reputation for other things, but the thing I did with her, her singing's bonkers, like super good. Intonation's incredible, yeah. pitch and everything. And delivery is like completely committed. She's box. Yeah. She's she's brilliant. She, <laughs> this is terrible. She mad as a box of frogs. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's. We she, we did a, we did a thing for Great Ormond Street at the, um, a big hospital in what? No, not the hospital. A uh, hotel. Is it the Rose something in Holborn? Oh yeah, Rosewood. Rosewood. Yeah. Wow, that's a, not a shit place. My God, mental. <laughs> and and they'd set a stage up and everything outside, and we did like. I think we did four songs or something, and it was kind of piano. Uh, I was playing Kahanam Shakers, like cushion vibe, 
piano and two VVs. So just a stripped back acoustic thing. We did a couple of her tunes and a couple of, it was a Christmas thing as so we did a couple of Christmas things. And um, I'd never really been in, in, on, on a gig. You always see it on the telly where everybody stands in a circle and holds hands bef before and they do like a little like, thanks, thanks, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for the music. And, you know, I'm, I'm not particularly religious. Well, I'm not even a little bit religious, but I, I'll still hold hands with people and, and close my eyes. <laughs> and so we all held hands. And, and I was holding hands her and her boyfriend, who was on the other side of me, I, I, who I didn't know who he was, but he is a tennis I think he was like ten. I think he was world number two at the time or something. He just played. Yeah. He just won at the O2 the night before, and it's just a very athletic-looking, long-haired dude. I was like, "All right, okay. oh, well, holding hands, cool." <laughs> and then, and then she she blessed my cajon before, like, "Please give us the strength of this, and please bless Bob's cajon." I said, this is amazing. <laughs> That cajon shot up in you. It's worth about fourpence before. It's nice to know there's still some pro proper good ones, even with the. Uh, well, for, for better or worse, the, the kind of talent shows that, that have come on. Yeah. And, um, but there are people that have really, really studied their craft. There's some Oh, yeah. Sheridan Smith's really yeah. good as well. We did stuff yeah. for her last album. We worked. She, we worked. She's we both, yeah, we did, uh, we did Funny Girl with her. For, oh, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Did you do her album stuff? I didn't play on the record. I tend not to play on people's records, sadly. I, I, I tend to get called afterwards when they want to do gigs and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, the glamour yeah. stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah, but no, I've got I've got a studio, so I quite like to be using it for more than yeah. like watching Netflix and practicing. But it, um, yeah. yeah, if anyone needs any drums, give me a call. Um, yeah. Quick plug, but yeah, she 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 she's amazing, isn't she? A bit like it's funny, isn't it? With yeah. with fame and all that kind of stuff, because that's the bit. It's not the singing bit they seem to find hard. It's the no. it's the it's the other bit with a lot of the people that I've worked with. You can you can there's a theme like everything in life, isn't there? There's a thread you can follow that that links lots of people that seem to be from completely different backgrounds or they seem to have one thing in common that's music, and then the other thing in common is fame, and then it's the fame thing that seems to drive people, you know, to to other things or to distraction yeah. or or takes away from their talent more so than the, than the you know music I think music's destructive but but yeah. perhaps fame or money or yeah. or or the people that that it attracts seem to be this kind of yeah. destructive things and that's sometimes quite tricky to see if you're on the inside like you know when I, I worked with a girl called Rumor who was a, who's an amazing singer oh yeah yeah but I, but just really struggled with kind of like stage anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And I was her MD, so and I had a great band on that and a, and a whopper as well. Like, at its biggest, I had, I think, two horns, maybe even three horns, two guitars, drums, bass, piano, and three BVs, and then sometimes we added four or even strings. So it was wicked. Brilliant. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, we did the Albert Hall and all that kind of stuff. But it, but it was the you know the one thing that she's amazing at is singing and that was the one thing that that, that really knocked her off her singing in front of people was the thing that knocked her off her kind of equilibrium. So it's, it was difficult for me because yeah, I felt. I was going to say as MD, were you feeling like you were sort of acting as a kind of go between maybe in between? Well, you just feel responsible, don't you? Because you want you yeah. want the gig to go well because you don't want the management to go, like, why is this gig shit, Bob? Or the label to go well? Well, don't want to call him again. But at the same time. I'm not a counsellor and I don't, you know, and I don't, and it, and I was quite, 
young. When did I have to look up the wall to see when it was? But 2012, 2012. So I've got all my laminates and everything on the wall. So every now and again, I look at it to remind myself when was what. Or I look at how fat I was in the the photograph. Oh, yeah, I was that fat in 2012. That must be then. All that jazz. But, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no I'm, I haven't got... Imagine if, imagine if I had a line on my wall of things that I'd done. What a fucking loser. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? No, I've yeah, just been studying myself. I was thinking of the one I had when I was a kid that was like the 20th century. It was like 1927. Yeah. Penicillin was uh, discovered <laughs> by accident. Hey, I'm, a, yeah, I'm allergic to penicillin. Fun fact. Me too. Um, yeah. No, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So if we yeah. both collapse and f- phone the ambulance for us, but tell them not to administer the penicillin. No, no. Does that mean you can't eat Stilton? Have I got this oh, wrong? I eat Stilton, though. Ooh, I haven't. I think I've got it wrong. That's it. I'm confused what penicillin is. I'm not a big cheese guy, to be honest, so I'm okay. Well, I mean, I am, but not like that. <laughs> Now you've worked with James Taylor, haven't you? No, I'm yeah. shamelessly name-dropping because I haven't been in the house for years. Yeah, I... Oh, no, I, you work with... Please do. Yes, yeah, you you yeah. can name-drop as much as you like. Uh, yes. he's, he's, like he's like my favourite star of all time. And if, you know, if, you know, if you're into music and, and you're into rhythm sections and bands and looking at sleeve notes on records and all that kind of stuff, you know that James Taylor, you know, has, has only ever had the best drummers in his band and, 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 and bass players and piano players, you know. And, of course, Steve Gadd has is, is been his drummer for... A million years, you know. Steve Gadd's my favourite drummer. Uh, I think if I was pressed or one of them, you know. And I, and I've met Steve a few times because we play the same for the same drum and cymbal companies and stuff. So I've got to hang out with yeah. him a couple of times, which has been like amazing. And then uh, yeah. James Taylor had a new record, which came out. I mean, it's a few years ago now, but and um, he came over to do Jules Holland to do the to do some. He came over to do best, and they did Jules Holland. And I got a call from someone saying that we've got James Taylor doing Jules Holland. You want to do it? It's like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, because I've got. But the thing is, there's another James Taylor, isn't there? The James Taylor Quartet, the Hammond, the Hammond yeah, Quartet, yeah. right? Oh, is that different? Now, oh, yeah, yeah, very different. <laughs> Right. He's English, plays the Hammond organ. The other one's American, <laughs> and, right. and the world's this most famous singer. Big difference. Sound. Big, big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I had sense. done a dep with the James Taylor Quartet, like about four mm. months before this call, and my oh, mate right. is the bass player. One of my oldest pals is the guitar player. So I just thought it was for that, because why would anybody call me to play with James, like the James Taylor? Not that James Taylor Quartet isn't, you know, killing. But yeah, it's yeah. sort of a different vibe uh, in terms of level and stuff. So I was like, "Yeah, cool." And this is back when they used like didn't have MP3s. So like, we'll put used to put CDs on motorbikes on Addison Lee motorbikes and send them to your house. So like, oh well, it's not till the week after. So we'll put it in the post today, Friday. So it's like oh, it'll come on Monday. It's like wicked. So I spent all week thinking, "Oh, this would be cool." Like I've done these gig before, and it's only two songs. And then on the Monday, got the thing in the post. Open the open the you know jiffy bag. Pulled out the thing, and, and there's the smiling face of my favourite singer. And I was like, oh, oh and I put it back in, like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Is it? Yeah, it is. I'll have another look. Yeah. So that was amazing. 
because obviously, uh, I, yeah. and it was good because I hadn't spent the weekend shitting my pants. But it, um, yeah. that was really amazing, and I didn't get to Were speak you to him. Did I you was feel just the most nervous I've ever been. Yeah, and actually, yeah. like looking back now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm disappointed in myself for how nervous I got because I think oh. I would have I think I would have played better if I'd if I'd have. If I'd have had the more kind of like relaxed approach that I'm not. Oh, it's impossible though, isn't it? When it's your heroes, yeah. you know. I mean, it's I was imp- five hours early <laughs> to the <Right>. studio. <laughs> I'm so worried because it's in May, isn't it? I'm so worried the traffic would be shit. I was like, yeah, I've got to be there at five p.m. I think I'll leave at ten. So <laughs> God, I arrived at noon, and then I was like, <laughs> then I had nothing to do but get myself into a right old stupor, okay, oh, you know, but. God. I calmed down in the end and it was fine. Like, I just figured, like, in all those kind of situations, I, I just musically less is more. So I took a very, very small amount of drums, kick, kick, snare, just kick and a snare because they wanted, like, a really yeah. broken down thing and then and just and just play very little. And um, we had a rehearsal in his dressing room, which I, were, I just, like, slapped a fridge because there was no room in there to <laughs> yeah. take the drums. Um, yeah. And he is like, yeah, it sounds great, Bob. Does it? Oh Fuck my god! Hitting on a fridge, James. Um, and then and then did it, and and uh, and then see you later. And that and that was it. So they're kind of a bit underwhelming and overwhelming. You know, like, uh, you know, a day or a week of completely like losing your shit, headless chicken, and, yeah. and 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 then and then a very long deflating drive home. Like. Oh. <laughs> Yes. But, it, you know, then you'll wait for it to air to find out if you played like a spoon or not, haven't you? Because you don't get to see it till it comes out. But I played all right and it was fine. But I, I uh, it was a real, it was a real bug. He is a really, he's like a proper musician's musician and a very humble guy. And, and, oh, and he was, he was super cool. And the, like, they have texts and stuff with them. And the drum tech said, took me aside afterwards and he said, hey, good job, man. Well, we know we get the, uh, they call subs in America, don't we? We don't really get subs on this gig, but when we do, they try and get out all their shit. Nice to see somebody just laying it down. So it's like, oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. take that from you. Thanks, pal. Yeah. So that was cool. Brilliant. And I did meet him again uh, this a couple of summers ago when I booked I booked for Michael Bublé. I book, I book all yeah. his strings. And, uh, they love I, that. I mean, those of my mates are on that, and I know yeah. it sounds like a right laugh. It sounds yeah, they have a good time, I think. I try and look after them as best I can, but I'm not there, so it's tricky. But they, um, I also, like, he sometimes adds a few extra horns and stuff. Like, his gig is one of the first things that I started fixing. Like, I did his first ever TV Quick Awards at Hammersmith um Apollo wasn't called that then. I don't think it was called something else, maybe. But anyway, and that would have been like 2002. Like, I think it was the first, it might have been the first or second thing that I ever fixed. And it was just, it was just a pickup mine for a TV thing. And um, so I've been, I've been booking stuff for him since then. So, like, what's that, 19 years? So now, wow. and now, like, this last big world tour, I booked all the strings which is 16, they pick up 16 strings in every city. I don't do America. I do everywhere else. So the whole of Europe, Australia, uh, here, and all that kind of stuff. So that that was that's a that's a a big undertaking. You know, and I do all this stuff on my own. But uh, and Millie helps me mostly just stay calm and to, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night going, I haven't got a viola in Boston. 
Oh, no. Um, but, <laughs> which is not good God. for your heart. But, but no, other than that... With all that. That's crazy. I don't know how... I mean, what's the, what's the biggest, like, most ambitious project you've had to fix? Have I mean, to, I'd like, say... Bublé's tour... Like, 200 like, people across the world. Well, it's someone else's well, that, job to move around, but they because they pick them. But it's my job to make sure that, that, that in every city there's 16 different faces. Right. Of all at the parts who all take it seriously. Like, Bublé's got no clicks, no tracks. Everybody's live. He's got his 16-piece band that he tours with, and then they pick up the strings. So, and I think something like 48 gigs off the top of my head. So 48 mm. gigs and 16 people is 768 people. Oh, my God. So that so was a bit sweaty. So how on earth do you do that? With, um, to find a string section in, say, somewhere random, I don't know, I'm just going to pull a name, like Budapest or something. How do you yeah. go, I, okay, I'm going to find 16 players. Who recommends? And I get plenty. You get plenty of notice on it. So, so I sort of pick a date and I start and I say, right, I'm going to do these four cities first. And then you start yeah. making call people that you already know and that you trust. You know, I went to the academy, yeah. so I kind of who was at the yeah. who was which international students were at the academy, who's gone home, who stayed here, and just digging around till I find people who might have already worked for me and that kind of thing. Like once you've done it Perfect. once, it's fine, you know. And and I yeah. had done Josh Groban's tour before, which was an orchestra and not just strings. But then I so that meant I had one person in a lot of cities. And then and then the way I do it is you find a person in each city. You then, and then and you work with them to put the section together and you you, yeah. know, you pay you pay them more money and they do more work like it's kind of a basic transaction right it's just i think yeah. sometimes yeah. It's, it, it, you some people don't pay people more money and get them to do more work but I, I don't really work like that so you just find the people you trust and then you just you know the md is a mate of mine so just always get good feed or you know hopefully good but yeah. always get feedback from him how is this section how is this section you know and in europe i actually sent a couple of uh strings like i sent a leader to a lot of like you know cat don't you because i heard you yeah. i heard uh, her podcast um, yeah cat parker yeah, yeah i sent cat yeah, yeah. sent pp she's our eldest uh godmother so i sent her, uh, like say look do you want to go which of these shows do you want to do so she goes well i'd like to go to paris and barcelona and not too bothered about this one okay fine and then you know and obviously i i pay for 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 for, for that so that I've got someone in the hole who comes back and says, yeah, these girls are great, or these words weren't so good. And then you just kind of build a book, a bit like you do, at, you know, for players in London or, or elsewhere yeah. in the country. Just, yeah. just, I don't know, you just have to be brave sometimes. It's, it's the same bravery you have when you walk in and you do the gig or you don't know the players and you say you're up for it. Let's, you just have to go, yeah. But I feel more in control when I'm playing than I do when I'm not playing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that if there's some like uh, you've got an orchestra out in Australia and the time distance and things, that must be quite. Yeah, they did. There's a, you know points. what they did? They did a massive uh, stadium in Sydney, and it and it pissed down. Like, why is it pissing down in in Sydney? Like, come on! And it, but like <laughs> horrendous. We did two massive gigs with with him. One in them was at, at High Park, and and it was like the greatest summer anyone's ever had until ten minutes before it went on, and it absolutely. Like oh, a three God. months rain in an hour kind of, so that so which I was there so that I was able, I'd played earlier with someone else Megan McKenna so I'd stayed all day because um, why not you know so so that was handy that I was there but then the, exactly the same happened in Sydney a week later and I wasn't there and the problem with that one was 
the orchestra wouldn't they did the strings didn't want to go on stage because was the wind was blowing across the stage so much that everybody was getting wet and they were like yeah we, we're not going to so i got this phone call at three o'clock in the morning whatever time it is i think yeah they're refusing to go on i was like okay oh why God. but i no, no one said it's pissing down they just went they're refusing to go on i was like <laughs> got eight missed calls i was like yeah hello yeah they're refusing to go on why they're refusing to go on because of the weather and i was like well is it dangerous yeah it's pretty dangerous are their instruments going to get wet? Yeah. I was like, that's why they're refusing to go on. So, yeah. you know, then they yeah. had about three hours before the gig. So I said, well, you know, anyone who's local, if they've got second instruments or a stunt instrument or, well, you know, otherwise you're going to have to rent in or buy in. You, you've got to make it safe. Like, but you don't say you, you say, we've got to make this safe so that this show can happen and everybody can do it in a way that that's like that they're comfortable with. And in the and like all these things, they work themselves out, don't they? Some of them went home and got and, and got second instruments. Actually, the, the rain died down, the wind stopped, and it was, and then you know, and then you wake up and everyone's you've got loads of messages saying it's the best gig of my life, and oh, I've never been so happy. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, for that, you know, it's it's a difficult yeah. it's that difficult thing with fixing is that sometimes I think the word fix, you know, suggests you're going to make you're going to make wrongs right, and it's like. I can't make it stop raining on the other side of the world. Like I, I can f some things, but I, I, you know, no miracles. Sadly, can't do it. <laughs> so that you know, no, no. it's kind of a bit scary sometimes when things. But that's how that's how I do those things. It's just it's people, isn't it? Like the all the I mean all of life, but particularly in music, it's it's people, isn't it? People you get a good feeling from. Yeah. You know, yeah. yes, everybody has to be good at playing. Yes, everybody has to turn up on time and everybody has to have black clothes that look grey anymore. You know, but other than that, people people who people who are nice, who, who are willing to go, right, we're going to have to dig a bit deeper tonight to make this work, or or the people who go, and that's 2 o'clock in the middle of it. Like, where the fuck are you going? Like, it's... Yeah. It, 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 some people will do that because that's my right and all that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it is. But that's not a very realistic life outlook. It, like sometimes you have you have to do a little bit more than you're getting paid for. Sometimes you get paid more for for doing less, and hopefully it evens itself out. But it's they're the people that I'm drawn to because that's how my brain works as as well. It's like we've got got yeah. we've got to do this gig. It's got to be great. So let's dig in and make it happen, and then afterwards we can all talk about how brilliant we are or not but there's no yeah. <laughs> there's no point being disruptive or 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 making more problems i guess like you, you've come along doing this fixing uh at the same time that all those big shiny tv shows have, have really had a, a sort of golden age so the the talent shows and all that so that a lot of those x-factor things if needed needed bands and musicians and things yeah i mean it's, those are always my, i mean i've done a lot of pretending let's not you know beat around the bush a, lo a lot of tv is playback you know it's yeah, been yeah, for, for various you're, you're reasons. Still providing musicians, aren't you? Oh yeah, it still, still keeps a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I think a lot of some people look yeah, down yeah. their nose at it, but I've had a lot of really good work playing and recording and touring that's come from meeting people on 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 TVs where we haven't played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just, I think I don't know these days more than more than more than like when I started in the early thousands. All anybody wanted to do was get on CD UK or SNTV and like me, you know, th there was a different yeah. cycle then because people put out proper records 
and 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 release five singles. So like the, the very first thing that I fixed for was for Craig Dead when he was and he was massive. So and I didn't I wasn't on I had I had a, uh, two BBs, bass, drums, guitar, and keys. A six-piece band, and there was all, they were all playback shows, and they'd do. He put out one song, and they'd do CD UK, SMTV, This Morning, Denel, Paul O'Grady. Then if it was a hit, you'd get a Jonathan Ross. You might get a Parkinson or Graham Norton. So there's like nine shows, and then there was a few others, but maybe nine major shows. He, he would he would probably get six of those with every single, and they do five singles before they you know off the record. Mm-hmm. And those and and they used to pay like, I mean they paid what they pay now, but you'd get a day rate as well. So you might make hundred and eighty quid. This is in like two thousand. You might make hundred and eighty quid on a day rate from the label. The show would pay you the same. So you make three hundred and sixty quid, do six shows, and then do it five times. Everybody wanted that gig because yeah, too right. It was it was it was good coin, uh, so I got a few of them, and that's kind of how I started that you know pushing that pushing the fixing thing was because at every TV all the other pluggers you know the plug in within the lay the people who job it is to get the artist on the telly, and then, so there's TV and then there's radio pluggers whose job it's to get people on the radio. So once you once you know the plugger, they they're kind of they're the, they're the person who says to the management. When they go, oh, we need a band for this. You go, oh, well, call this guy or that girl or, or whoever, you know. So that that became my aim, really, was to be the first name on, on those people's lips. So that if some, you know, because they're all in open plan offices in Kensington and stuff, my I, my sort of thought process was if somebody stands up in a room with a, with 50 people in it and goes, where do we get a band from? I want 49 people to go, call Bob Knight. Oh, great. Like, And yeah. they're not saying that that I achieved, but... That that was kind of the that was, was kind of the aim, and then through those connections and through looking for those artists, then you meet the managers, and the managers have other artists, and then they're on other labels, and and it's yeah. it, you know it's ta- it's been twenty years or twenty two years or whatever. It, it, it was from having the idea, I'm going to be a fixer, which was basically came from being frustrated about not having any gigs, and sit and and fixers. There was a few pop fixers who would call me and say, "Do you know any bass players that are this and play like this and at this age?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, this guy's amazing because I always want to help. And then after a year of doing that, it's like, you know, when he ever asked me for other people, you, and I'm not working for you. Like, why don't like maybe I can do this and and not and not be like your feeder club kind of vibe? You yeah. know. Yeah. So it took me from doing it. It took me two years from from having the idea and. Uh, Stealing enough cameras. I basically, because it was poor camera phones and I didn't have the internet or an email address or anything. It was 90, late 99 after I'd finished the academy. So and I was doing loads of functions and stuff. So I used to be in a, in a soul band. And do you remember when you used to go to a wedding and they'd have like those disposable cameras and then yeah. people would yeah. take pictures all night and then put them in a bowl at the end. So every time I did a gig, I'd steal two. I'm not advocating for that. <laughs> um, so I didn't want to be greedy and steal them all, so I'd steal two cameras. And when I had enough of them, I got in my little um, battered Citroen AX and I drove round each part. So, like, on on I remember the week I did it, on the day I drove round North London and I went to people I knew's houses and was like, all right, cool, and got them to stand in front of a brick wall, took a picture, like, hoped that it worked because it's a disposable camera. Like, take, <laughs> yeah. take two pictures, right, wicked, and, and, like, made a list of the people they'd played with. See you later. Drove to the next put, and then Tuesday I did West London, and then it took me all week, and then I, and then I had it all printed up, 
and this massive like look like him and Andrews. This is your life book, which <laughs> yeah. I haven't got anymore. I don't know what I must have binned it along the way. I wish I still had it because there's some shocking pictures. Um, I put it all together and then I went went round the record labels like to, to actually sit in front of like the people in the room and go like, well, this is my book and these are some of the musicians and these are the people that, which looking back must have been yeah. so egg. But... Have you still got it? Have you still got that book? No, I don't know where it is. It might be oh, in my mum's loft or something, but... I bet yeah, there's some I hilarious pictures in there. People yeah, we know. I've got, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, go definitely. On, find it. Definitely. Yeah, I'll dig, I will dig it out. I'll have to dig it out. Not least of all my pictures, horrendous. But but it, but it, it it didn't do nothing happened. Like I stayed on it and I kept I kept in touch with people. And I think that's a massive thing in the music business, isn't it? That sometimes people don't. You know, sometimes people say like, "Oh, that guy does not me. That guy does loads of stuff. Oh, he always gets called for the this and that. You know, like what on what instrument?" And I think they used it, but they they tend to have a relationship with the with the people that that book or the people that call. Do you know what I mean? And it's. And and yeah. that's and not a brown nosy like, happy Christmas. I bought you a case of champagne, or whatever. But just uh, just some sort of have always have a like I say to people who get in touch with me apropos of nothing. I'm like, it's fine, of course. You've introduced yourself now, but don't fuck, don't email me every two weeks saying, have you got any gigs? <laughs> but do, but email me when you have a reason. Like if you've done something mega, or you know, like, oh, I just got back from this tour, or in, or even better, in three weeks I will be back from this tour then you have a reason to get in touch with people, you know. So I kept finding reasons to stay in touch with the people that I'd been to see with my magic red book. And almost two years to the day, I got a phone call from Craig David's management from a girl or a lady called Sarah um, who, had, who had written a post-it note and stuck it on, a, on the top corner of her computer and was like, yeah, you sent me an email in, uh, 18 months ago about, and this is what we need. And, that, and then once I got that, I did, you know, did yes. a good job, got really good people. And then the label uh, uh, TV department called the manager and said, the band looks great on the Where would you get them from? Oh, we got them from this guy, Bob Knight. Oh, cool. Then they called me and said, will you come in and see us? Because it was no emails or stuff. Yep, went in to see him. Then they called and said, we've got this guy. He's Canadian. You're quite jazzy, aren't you? He's doing a thing at Hammersmith Apollo. He's called Michael yes. Bublé. So, yeah, OK, ah. fine. And and that was how I got that gig. And I still, and then 20 years later, I bought the strings for his whole world, you know, outside of America. It's like, because yeah. I stay in touch with people, because I had a reason to, like, it's not, sometimes I think things look like a mystery, don't they? When you just see people being interviewed and people sometimes do that thing where they look up and go, that's really lucky, I guess, which is obviously bollocks. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so I'm always happy to, uh, keen to talk about how it all came around. Because it's, I think it's important for people that might be a bit younger than me, or, or, or even not that I start that that want to, you know, how how does it all yeah. tick together? How does it work? How do you get, how do you get into those positions? And and because it isn't just luck, is it? Yeah, there is definitely no. luck. There is there is some luck, but you you kind of make your own, don't you? And yeah, you've hmm. got to be persistent and also and not worry about taking knocks, haven't you? Really, because I guess that's the thing as well. Just accepting that. You know, it's not going That's to the hardest thing, isn't it? Yeah. Knocks. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and, and weirdly, like, I'm quite, still quite sensitive, I suppose, about my playing, like, like I think everybody is, really. But, definitely. And I think that's why I like fixing things, because if you ring me up and say, uh, hi, Bob, it's 
so-and-so, are you any good at playing the drums? I'll probably go, yeah, I'm all right. I've done a couple of things. But if you were me up and say, do you know, do you know any great bass players? Like, yeah, this guy is the greatest bass player in the world. If you don't book him, you're going to miss out. I'm telling you now, you're going to, yeah. oh, right, oh, we've got to be better again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's much, I find it much easier to be positive and, and honest about, about other people yeah. than I do about myself. Yeah. And so the fixing thing came quite naturally to me, I suppose, because I'm always, champ- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of musicians and I'm always championing other players. So it's like, well, this guy's amazing. Oh, this girl's incredible. You've got to hear her sing. You've got to hear her play. Like it's, and, and then when but I still have that competitiveness that if I don't get asked to book something or then I'm a bit like, oh, I would have liked to have done that even though I've got yeah. other stuff going on. And, and also, you know, I, 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 very rarely does anything go wrong. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm as driven with the things that I book as I am with the things that I play to, to make sure it's a, it's a top job, you know. Um, and also your, your nature uh, of not, not, not flapping around and stressing out, sending texts. I think yeah. it, then it, it, that will trickle down to everyone else. If it, it really Because those situations can be... Sometimes, occasionally, incredibly stressful if you've got the lights lighting on. You've got people with clipboards running around who who can um, they can add to the tension, they, they, they can't just, they? Yeah, and they can often speak to you in a way that you're not used to be speaking as a musician. Usually, you get speaking, you're quite respected as a musician, but then sometimes a runner will say something. Like, Whoa! Huh? So anyway, all that stuff you can have lots of stress yeah. out of nowhere. Well, and also somebody's spending a shitload of money on those things. Like, yeah. I mean, you you you've done a load of stuff for me, haven't you? And, and you know, like, if somebody's flying in from, you know, if Bocelli's flying in from Italy on a private jet to do Strictly, and you haven't, and you haven't had your shirt, or you've got the wrong colour shoes on, or you haven't learned the part down there yeah. and wobble your hands around, then, then a, I'm not calling you again, and b, I'm get, I'm probably not going to get called again. So I have to be mindful of like, who's super pro and who's who. It's important, and from you know, drumming perspective. I've had to, I've spent I've spent probably three times as long learning a song I'm going to mime and I'm going to play. If I play it, I know I trust instincts and I know it goes, once I've heard it five times and I've scratched it out and you know it goes intro chorus first chorus first chorus bridge chorus see you later. I'm not going to yeah. that's that I'm comfortable I'm playing time so it's fine. But if I have to learn everybody's the certain fills like what after i'd stood in my underpants with sting where we it was a mime and i and i did it great and i'd had to send a lot of stuff for you know he's obviously one of is everybody you know rhythm section players and, and other players but he's one of your like rhythm section heroes and and you know he's only ever had the greatest rhythm sections and all that so even to be considered to do tv with him i'd have to send like Videos of me playing, recordings of me playing, my CV, uh, you know, pictures, all kinds of shit, which obviously he don't look at, I don't suppose, suppose, maybe he does, but management do. But, you know, after standing in my underpants with him, which we, then you've got to go on on the telly and, and nail like a very, you know, what is a difficult, difficult drum part, you still got to play it. You're just not plugged yeah. in. But if you if, if a camera comes around to you and you're sitting, your arms are going, and the track's going it's everybody yeah. knows and then you've you've messed it up yeah so there's yeah. i feel more pressure to get it to get that right on those situations than i would have yeah. done if i had have played it's it's a weird like it's a bit yeah. of a weird vibe you know and with that one i did within 
you know, because he's got mad fans. Everybody's got mad fans, haven't they? Uh, I was... They had recorded that this specific track they had recorded on a live gig, which a lot of people do now. So they'll lime to, they'll lime to the live recording to give it an extra feeling that it's live. Um, and somebody it went up on YouTube on a fan site, and so, and obviously he you know, everybody knows his drummers like Vinnie Colaiuta or Joe Reese, and it, and someone said, "Who's this drummer? Who's this guy? Who's this loser?" And then someone else got, "I don't know, I've never seen him before." And someone else said, <laughs> "Someone else said he's shit." You can tell Sting hates him. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, amazing. Oh and then someone else said, yeah, he's slowing up. He's speeding down. I was thinking, I'm sure it's the other way around, but that's why I remember it. Like, slowing up, speeding down all over the place. He's awful. And then someone else says, it's Bob Knight. And then someone else says, who? And, I'm, and I was thinking, I'm not even playing. I did, I thought, so, and I was really upset. And then I thought, actually, I talked to my old man about it. And he went, well, it's just testament to the fact that you did such a good job that the internet experts don't even know. They can't even tell you you're not playing. You yes, know? exactly. And, and suffice to say that if it had been Josh Fries, who's incredible and was playing, they would have gone, this is a killing drum track. Oh, my God, Sting loves this. So it's a good lesson in, in, in trusting yourself and never listening to other people you don't know or respect because the yeah, internet's just right. a wash of... You know, YouTube difference. comments really are. I know Adam Buxton does it in his bug show, but it's one of the funniest things. The things that people so write. brutal. There's he that thing that he when he did a whole thing about REM and uh, underneath the Everybody Hurts video is just hilarious. You've got to go and read oh, them. I'll check ridiculous. It out. It's so funny. They're off their head. Who are these people? It's a frightening world online, isn't it? Yeah. Like I, I, I think yeah. that in. In lockdown, I think I look at the internet too much anyway, and then I get, and then I end up getting depressed or pissed off about stuff. I think, uh, and I'm talking to my mates and stuff. I think a lot of musicians are guilty of, like, on Instagram, everybody's busier than you, everybody's doing a better gig than you, and everybody's got better lighting than you. And then, but then as a fixer, I know everyone's in, in normal times. One's in touch with me going, Bob, I'm not doing anything. Have you got? Fuck it, you look really busy. Hi, mate. It's yeah. all. I was really pissed off. I thought you were killing it. It's all, yes, it's all mirrors. Mirrors, isn't it? Yeah, smoke so mirrors, surely, surely no one's busy right now, though. Surely not. Well, everyone's busy surely in the studio, not. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Good. that's right. <laughs> session. Is it a session or are you just clapping in on your own, like in with one hand <laughs> in a dark room? <laughs> Turn the tears down, Bob. We can't hear the clapping. <laughs> it's like I get really pissed off with myself for looking at it, but it's it's staffed in it. That's why I make my silly videos and stuff just to amuse I love myself, but and also hopefully to amuse other people. But like. Yeah. Just, just to I show people, you know. Love not... your alarm clocks. I love those alarm clock messages. Right. They're brilliant. Just fun. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I mean, I, um, I mean, it, you know, in another life, I would have much rather have been a comedian than. But I'm not funny. But uh, for, you know, in that in that way yeah, or anything. Yeah. But I, I like doing things like that because you know, my feeds just thousands of drummers all like making beats, and I just think. What's the? I don't get it. I'm just gonna make. I'm just gonna be silly for an for an hour. I like the the smooth yeah. groove for Colin and Peter Braithwaite was one of my all time. <laughs> ah, the Braithwaites. <laughs> the Braithwaites. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's, it's it's silly, but I, but I like. Are you still I like doing being them? Silly. No, I just did them. I did forty minutes one day in lockdown because I was bored, and then just chucked them up and put one out a day for a week. Somebody sent me a message going, "Yeah, this is great, but you should really change your clothes. It's it's obvious you did them all on the same day." I know that's the gag. I was like, "Come on, 
Flipping heck. <laughs> There's always a time to be serious on stage and all that kind of stuff, but mm. I, f I find it very difficult when people take themselves really seriously. Like, yeah. Not to say that... I don't know. Not to say there's anything wrong with it, but like we've all, it's like we've all practiced loads. We all went to some sort of education. We're all doing it for a living. Like you don't have to take yourself so seriously to, to, to so that you convey that. Just so you know, I'm a very serious musician. We're all serious musicians. Like it, it's, we will be doing it or, or making a living out of it, you know, ordinarily, if we weren't serious about it. But I just, I'm yeah. not good. I'm not good with pomposity. I'm not, I'm not good with ego. It's like a find kind of like God. celebrate me attitude really really difficult to stomach and also you know from a booking point of view really difficult to work with because because you know whichever way you paint it no matter how good you are we're all side men as in women and not you know yeah. unless your name's on the ticket you can definitely shut the up do you know like yeah quite <laughs> that's right how i see it well, always <laughs> yeah. you know otherwise yeah. no one would be there yeah yeah i think like this or the last year now like you know people have had to embrace uh the internet a bit as a sort of outlet um you know people have come up with projects that they wouldn't have done maybe before yeah i'm not just talking about our podcast podcast, but, but, podcast. <laughs> podcast. hi podcast but, um, yeah like a oh, podcast <laughs> mm, i but, just had um, an idea for a podcast <laughs> no, to no, to loads of good, loads of good stuff has come out of it, and that's and that is to be celebrated, isn't it? And and I'm not saying the internet's a bad thing, but it, it no, no, per yeah. se. But I mean, sometimes I bang on about it, so it sounds like I am. But it, it's like being creative and and finding other things to do and other musical outlets and using your Instagramming and 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 all that kind of stuff for yeah, positive yeah. stuff is brilliant just but either just moaning or or talking about how brilliant oh, you are yeah. it's kind of like it's just tiresome isn't it really like a lot yeah. of i just feel like a lot of people use it to make themselves feel better and inversely make other people feel worse and i just think that that's kind of one of the one of the worst parts of society is is like the humble brag or or even just the just the, the, the you know straight up and down brag you, when you, yeah. without really considering other people's feelings, like especially at a time nobody's working, they always hit there and they catch you when you're feeling really terrible. And every, yeah. it does seem like everyone else is doing something way more exciting. All, yeah, <laughs> and it's always your instrument. Great to be one of seven thousand trumpets at Abbey Road One this week for the fourteenth yeah. day in a row. Why weren't you yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> truly, I truly saw that last year. I am one uh, that somebody posted. I am one of, I think, like a hundred cellos or something. Like basically, every cellist in London is doing this gig. I was like, I'm not even in the hundred cellists. Maybe even ask somebody with one arm. <laughs> I love that girl. She's a great player. Uh, yeah, quite. She's much better than me. So, <laughs> Colin Braithwaite's sister, Susan Braithwaite. <laughs> Um, the one-armed chillers. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. And you get it because you're one of the hundred, so you want everyone to know you're one of the hundred. But, but it's the music business. Everybody knows what every other bugger's doing every five minutes because yeah. that's all any yeah. bugger talks about. So you don't need to, you know, like before I had an email address and a mobile phone, I knew every pop gig, I knew everyone who was on it, I knew who'd put it together, like how they got yeah. gig. Like it's... Everybody knows. You don't have to tell them. They're going to find out or they're going to see it. Or And it's like, you've done it. Anyway, you did it. So 
What do you need? It's kind of how it's all worked, isn't it? And until this year, when there's been no gigs, and yeah, and the, the only way you can say anything is, is through social media. Um, you, you never had to tell anyone what you did. You just everyone knew what was going on. And I think, but because there's, you're not seeing, you're not doing things now. You're not seeing people in the flesh. Um, this is the only way to do it. But you've got to be really careful with it because it can just come across so badly, or it mm. can just, or just be really boring. Mm. It's got to be. <laughs> funny or entertaining or interesting or something one of those yeah. three or, yeah. or all or a creative or you know just yeah yeah I, here's me pra- good, here's like me really practicing good. long notes what why why have you made a video yeah, exactly. practicing long <laughs> yeah nailed that one <laughs> what why have you put it why have you videoed yourself like i'd rather see a video of you having a shit gonna cross out that idea <laughs> for a youtube video like <laughs> Cross that one, and, but if you but if the camera panned down and you were having a shit, I'd be like, that, that's a great video and some great long notes. Two Quick, birds with one down, stone. Seb. Write that down. Write it down. Have a shit at the same He's time. Come on, Seb. Seb. We want to see that video on the internet by the end of the week, <laughs> and it better be high as well as long. We want we want all of, we want all of the difficulty on a full meal. It, you know, I mean, like then it's a vibe, isn't it? But. If it's just practice, yeah. like, everybody's practicing every day. You still got to get your yeah. chops in, haven't you? I mean, not me because I'm yeah, lazy. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's funny, and it? it's that I'm posting something because I haven't posted anything for a while, regardless of whether it's relevant, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah. I won't even get started on the on the on the things where people make it look like doing one thing, but actually they're doing another because that that drives me mad oh. as well, you know. But anyway. Yeah, don't, I shouldn't bang yeah. on about the internet because because it's all it's all it's all we've got right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I like hearing fun. your story of you starting off your business like like a montage from a an old film, like driving around and, and sticking bits of you know using actual glue, putting it. Yeah, that's best just prit, like a, prit stick, from a baby. bygone era these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. and growing the business with with without any kind of social media. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I, it, you know what? In a weird way, I reckon it it helped. It helped me there wasn't social media because there was no way anybody yeah. knew what I was doing. By the time people had worked out what what who I was and, and how I'd got there, it's mm. too late for them to to like use it as a business model. And now, of course, it's completely null and void as a business model because of the internet. So I think mm. I just got lucky and snuck under the line at the right at the right time, you know. And obviously, there's gigs that like to be booking, and I'm not. And there's younger guys who do things in a different... Like, a lot of my competitors outside of kind of TV or or, or session re- recording, but, like, in, in live touring and stuff, I if I get asked to put a band together, like, like I booked a band for Rita Ora, I booked a band for The Pet Shop, I booked a band for uh, Mahalia, I booked a band for Maisie Peters. Like, I'm not involved musically in any of them. They, people come to me because they know that I'll, I know good players. They'll, and even they'll have a musical director in place already or the musical director, and it'll be him or her that comes to me. Like, it, it, it's, and nobody else really does it that way. Everyone else is the MD and then books their players. But because I'm set up in a kind of traditional fitting agency percentages and all that kind of thing, no one else really does that. And, and I think it has advantages and disadvantages. Advantage for me is that I can be involved in multiple projects that are all at the same time. Whereas if I had to be in the room, obviously you can only be in one room at once. So that wouldn't work. And also it means that I'm able to engage younger, hipper, you know, more genre specific musicians 
and, but I can offer them my expertise and, and experience of don't get caught out on this, make sure you get we spy out. Like, I'll take care of all that. You do the music um, because I'm not 22 anymore, sadly. So maybe I'm not steeped in, in, in the same kind of uh, musical history that the artist is into. And maybe they don't want 44-year-old MD. They want some who's more on, on their level. But the person that's on their level doesn't have 20 years of touring experience, doesn't know when they're getting a piss taken on by a production, doesn't know when they're not, you know, they're, why are we in this shit hotel and sharing rooms? Yeah, yeah. I, that shouldn't be happening, guys. Oh, we didn't know. Mm. Like, that, I'm here. So I almost like a sort of musical, I hate to say it, but like a musical Big Brother kind of, not the TV show, but an actual older sibling <laughs> who goes, don't eat mud, you idiot. Oh, I didn't know. Thanks, bro. Like, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. And it's a think... southern character when you do the silly, the stupid yeah. person. You know, just <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> it's not on purpose. Oh hello, <laughs> hello. I just put my hand up my arm. Yeah, um... it was a ch- chimney sweep. <laughs> but sorry, it's... Gav. Oh, sorry, Gav. Um, that's the way I. Um... That's the way I see this out. No, I'm kidding. That's the way. That's kind of the way my business is is set up, hmm. so that. Whereas other MDs, you know, they're in the room for all the rehearsal. I'll go to the rehearsals and, I'll, and obviously I'll chip in with some musical knowledge if or, or opinion, not knowledge, opinion if I'm asked to. But I tend not to if I'm not playing because I, I, the way I see it is if you're on tour and I'm the MD but I'm not in the band and you and, and the playback rig breaks and you're in, you know, Sydney or whatever, what's the point of having an MD who's in London, who's asleep? And, yeah. and 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 the band who may be able to sort out the issue, but aren't being paid for it. Going well, it's not my job. Well, I'm not on the MD rate. Like, and who calls soundcheck? And who calls? And it, and it, and if somebody needs talking to for being a drunkard or a dickhead or whatever, or, you know, someone's got to sit down and be responsible and go. Listen, we can't behave like this. Or you, you know, you push the boundaries. Yeah. If I'm not there, I don't know. You know, so that that was my mindset with it but but the majority of the of people who do similar things don't don't work it way so it, it, which is obviously totally fine and obviously works it's just in, it's interesting to me that, that that that's that i'm really kind of on my own if in in a weird yeah. way you know and the other fixes traditional session fixes of course there are there are many or a few but but they service the many and they're kind of set up to my my thing as well and obviously I don't know. I'm ambitious, and and I'd like to I'd like to move into the areas whilst maintaining the kind of things that I already have going. But it's it's a, it's it's a it's a big old closed shop, and no one's going anywhere soon. You know, even you guys with the West End or whatever. There's is there maybe five fixes, four or five fixes who kind of cover yeah. everything, and no one's yeah. going to retire. It's like they've got to go there every day. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I don't even know if they all live in England anymore, or whether, and the, or whether they need to like. I kind of like when I did Lazarus, I was like, oh, maybe this would be my route into town as a fixer. But it, unless the unless the producers I did that show for do another show, I don't think I think I mean, I've, I say I don't think I've done a bit of digging. I, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's very, you know, but, and why would you know, it's like it's like anything, isn't it? If, if you've got someone who look, who services your car and you're happy with them, you go, hi, I'm a mechanic. Well, I've got a mechanic. And so for like, oh, hi, I'm a fixer and I booked this gig. Well, I've got a fixer and I'm always happy with them. Okay. Like, 
it's not a job that people yeah. sort of stop doing. You know what I mean? So, right. so I think that I, I think the timing for me was good at the beginning of the millennium to 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 do it, and and then now no no could could set it up the way I have because yeah. because the things have changed. Not to say that they couldn't successfully become a fixer, but just they wouldn't be able to get the same path that I took because that's not there anymore. You know, because of technology and and everything else. Hey, um, just going back to what you were talking about with the TV shows and earlier mm. on, I was just interested as a both as a player and then as a fixer. Which which one of them would you say is the most enjoyable to do? TV shows. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Well, my first massive, my first one was Charlotte Church. Mm. She did. She had a Friday night TV show. We had. I had got the gig to be her MD. That was like my first proper MD gig. Yeah. And um, pre-computers and stuff, so three horns, two keyboards, drums, bass, guitar, percussion. That was cool. Um, yeah. She did. We did three gigs. She used to swear a lot, so we called it the Tourette. Uh, <laughs> we did. We did three gigs: Scotland, Wales, and London. And then she went. Yeah. I don't like this touring. I'm absolutely knackered. So, and that was the end of it. We did three gigs, ten days rehearsal, three shows. <laughs> And then she pulled it and was like, no, I don't want to no. do it. I don't want to do it anymore. But then she got offered this TV show quite quickly after. And and to her credit, and, and fucking God love her for it, she said, I only want yeah. to do it if I can have my band. So Brilliant. immediately we got a house band gig with one keys, drums, bass, guitar, two BVs and three horns, fully live. Wow. Amazing. And that's like when you're a rhythm section player, like David Letterman, all that kind of stuff. Like that's where yeah. you want to be. Like Tonight Show. Mm. So it's like let's yeah. just make it as much like that as we can. You know, I'm no great musician. I'm a good drummer, but so I do what I always do and have always done when I fix a band. It's just I just surround myself with people that are much better than I am, who know loads more about it than I do, and then just say, just play whatever you think sounds great. Cool, you know. And then some my to <laughs> fart about with the TV show and with her about what she's going to sing and how we're going to do it. And then I'd do an email and just say, because I had an email by then and say, right, we've got to do these things. Let's write this one. Who wants to do that one? We're going to do an end apart and a start apart, you know, learned all these, all the different terms for, for what things are, what's coming from grams, you know, it's getting played back in. And then she sang the theme tune. Great. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. So I've got, the, got my mate <laughs> to write the theme tune. So he got paid for that. So he was happy. And he was the piano player in the band, uh, Rob Taggart. You might know him. And then um, he, he did Beautiful in town, and he's done a lot of touring. But he did CeeLo with me right. um, for a bit, and oh, yeah, yeah. he did Rumor with me, and he did Charlotte with me. Um, yeah. So we do the start. We play everybody on and off, and we could make up our own stings for them, which was wicked. So, oh, yeah. like, we had... Gok Wan came on. I always remember this one because I thought it was yeah. funny. Because I so we went Gwan, Gok two, Gok Wan, two, three, four. <laughs> and he just walked out like really not happy. Oh, I can't remember. No. We did one for Frankie Boyle, and when we finished, he called us he called us the C word. So that was he walked out and went, Oi, band, C word. Wow, that's that's a hit. Um that was fun. But and the best thing for me as a as a as an MD victory type person, which I didn't really realise until I was halfway in it, was that at the end of every show she did a duet with somebody. So which we had to coordinate. So that was fun. 
in itself because it's exciting. And she had some really good people on early doors. Um, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas was on. She did yeah. she did nine to five. This is where they had loads of money, right? So she did nine to five, and you know at the beginning it's got the title. They, they they ordered in three typewriters for me to work out which one had the best tone, and then and then wow. and then they sent the sound crew up to oh, sound crew. Yeah, can you go sort the typewriter? And then so three guys came up with this massive like case of mics. So, Should we put the ribbon on it, Jeff? Oh, I don't know, Dave. Maybe get a condenser up inside it and ever. So they had like a whole thing. That's with... something accent again. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, hello, mate. Um, <laughs> so they so we did it, and then we fact yeah, that's the one. So the whole thing starts. With the camera on me, with the bass, dum 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 and on the ting, I turn and give the camera a wink, and I was like, "This is the best day of my life!" Like, stop music. I'm just here to be silly. So it was wicked, but also like from a from a business perspective, I meant I met a new artist every week, met their management, I met their label, and met their representatives, and I was on in touch with them always for a week on emails. So that they, and then yeah. they would come to the rehearsal on the morning of the show, a bit nervous and stuff. Hi, we've been chatting. Come on in. It's great to see you. We're going to play it for you once. You don't have to sing. And then, you know, just make people feel comfortable by not being too formal but not, but not going, well, yeah. you know, obviously we've got it together. I really enjoyed that. And then, and then I make a point to stay in touch with all of those people because... Like I said before, people end up representing other people and and blah, blah, blah. And I've made other TV shows. It, TV's like the... If you think music's a small world, TV's ridiculously small. You know, there's like... You turn up... There's like six floor managers, you know. So every time you go to a show, yeah. hello, Bob, how are you doing? Oh, Bob's here. You'll be in safe hands. Thanks, lads. Here's a fiver. Like, it's <laughs> it, that kind of that kind of thing, you know. So that show's probably the most important one for me because I made loads of contacts and I learned loads of stuff and, and we yeah. Amy Winehouse came on it. Um, oh, wow. Who else came? There, some bands, big bands came on it and I would just not, we wouldn't play with them. She would sing with them, but I'd still like rehearse them and all that stuff. That was really exciting. And it was exciting because it was filmed as live. We did it on a Wednesday, it went out on a Friday, but it was filmed as live and anything would happen and usually did, you know, sometimes with hilarious consequences, <laughs> yeah. sometimes not so hilarious consequences. But um, oh, God. we did three seasons of that and a couple of Christmas, but I think we did about 36 or 34 shows or something. So that was really cool. And then all of the other things I've, the last TV show I've done is a thing called Comedy Game Night, which is on Comedy Central and, and I think on Channel 5 with Lisa Tarbuck, who's like a dream. But I, yeah. I got that because it's the same production company that I met the Charlotte Church with. So And I haven't done anything with them for 15 years. And then they ring and say, oh, Bob, we, how are you, mate? Yeah, we've got this new format. Like you, like you spoke to them yesterday. Oh, great, Will. Sounds wicked. Yeah, I'll put the band together. Like, And that is a wicked show to do. We don't play as much as we did on Charlotte, but we do play the titles music and we do play in and out of the ad breaks and all that stuff. But I love it because she is very giving. And yeah. so she includes me in things. So she, like, it'll say in the script, Lisa asks a question, Bob replies. But I don't I don't necessarily right. always know what she's going to say. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And I can say whatever I like, which she's very clear. <laughs> you know, because sometimes it's scripted, but she say, don't say that, just say whatever you want. She's so quick and so, um, 
funny. And, and I don't know if you ever listened to her um, Radio 2 show on a Saturday. But I've it's, heard she, it's amazing. I've ne- uh, never really listened to it. But I've, mate, yeah. It's, yeah. She's the only DJ on a BBC network who chooses their own playlist, who's allowed to choose what their own she? playlist. In, she, her music taste is exceptional and really eclectic. And she's so and but really funny with it, you know. So it's it's a must yeah. listen show if you. It's a good. Usually in normal mm. times, you're always driving to a gig or, you know, it's like that's that time on a Saturday. So it's like oh wicked, I just put the radio on kind of thing. But she's yeah. so far. I don't know if you've ever had that situation, but when someone who knows you're a musician, they just assume that you're as passionate about music and know as much as they do. So she always, yeah. oh yeah, Bob, have you got that uh, Boomtown Rats album from 1973, the track four, you know, spin on diamonds, and you're just like. I don't know what it's just like. It's great. You must love that groove. I think. I, I honestly, I've got seven records. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's so embarrassing. You're like, it's like you forget, sometimes you forget how much people love music and how important it is to their lives, their their soundtrack of their lives, kind of thing. And you're like, yeah, this is embarrassing. No, I don't. I don't know that. Do you know this one? No, I don't know that one. You must know that Dusty Springfield one. It's a really rare beast. Oh God, Lisa, I don't know it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> The TV thing is wicked because now that I've got kids and stuff, it it I, it's being on tour without. I don't have. I, I got to go home. I went home every night and got up every. Oh, you know, yeah. had breakfast every morning and all that kind of jazz, which is which is which is great because um, that's the thing with touring, isn't it? It's I haven't really done a massive tour. I did, I did a Josh Groban tour, which was about seven weeks when Rosie was three. Did come home in the middle as we did Albert Hall, so I came home for three nights. But when I got back at the end of that, like she sat me down and said, "Now listen, Dad, too long, too much time." Oh, She's man. three, and I thought, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Rosa, sorry, Rosa." Noted. Um, yeah, no, note. But obviously, you need to earn some money, don't you? So, so it's that that show was a really came at a good time to be to be busy, but and and. Oh, you still see a lot less of them, but at least I saw them, you know, every morning Absolutely. or whatever. And hopefully a lot of shows are, once once uh, we come out of this lockdown, hopefully some shows will start being filmed again. I think. I mean, you know, I, we did comedy game night in June. TV shows now, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did it after first lockdown. They just texted me and said, how do you and the band feel about doing it if it's if I said, I don't even need to ask them. Everyone will be up for it because at that time it was June, so March, April, May. So it was like well, no one's worked for three months, you know, yeah. not not knowing that it was going to be a bloody year at least. But we were like, yeah, everyone's desperate to do it, so we did it. But I think and the other thing with telly, which is sometimes a bit not bad, but one of those things that not everybody realizes is like people would say to me like, "Well, you've been all right. You've been on. You've been on every Friday night for ten weeks." Dude, he did it in four days in June. Like, you know, we'll do two shows a day for five days, but then when it airs, it's one. That, so that's one show a week for ten weeks. So people think you've been busy for two and a half months. Like, oh, it's all right yeah. for you, mate. Lock, we've been locked down this whole time. I'm like, so have I, you idiot. Like, you know, you know, it's not when you turn on the television, they're not actually acting live. You know, that's what yeah. it's. I think people get a bit confused. You know, I remember thinking that when I was child at church, you know, because it went out on a Friday. When it finished, someone said to me, oh, great, you know, because I've got a load of, like, functions and stuff for you, but I, I, you were busy on Fridays, like, for two years. Oh. Like, no, it's, it's Wednesday. Oh. It's Wednesday. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't do a gig on a Friday night for, like, two years. I was like, 
oh, that's, you know, and that was before the internet, so I couldn't have, like, put things on Instagram, like, hi, it's Friday and I'm at home. Yeah. You know, Here it, I am with my feet up watching Charlotte Church. Watch, watching myself because my <laughs> ego needs it. Oh, look at me, there I am again. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> I can't wait to start playing again, though. I did a bit of my yeah. studio today, so that's because that's the only place with a microphone. So I came a bit early and just play, just practiced for an hour. And I haven't been over yeah. here for, a, you know, because Claude's two and Mil- and Rosie's six, and you know, Millie's. Yeah. I can't just like go. Oh, love! I'm just going to go. It's only ten minutes from the house. But I'm just going to go to the studio and smash my drum kit to pieces yeah. for four hours. You know, so I just had a little play this morning. I don't have any drums at home. Like, I can't just if I just feel the urge. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, whereas if yeah. you play, if I played piano or something, at least I could just play something. You know. Is it quite a nice thing though having that separation so that you feel like you're actually going off and working? You can come home. And yeah, it is. It is when you're busy, but it's shit when you've got nothing to oh, do. This is a bit like, yeah. and also like, very lucky with. I've had this studio for two years now, and it's and it's it's like at the bottom of somebody else's garden, so we didn't have to destroy our garden. But it's nice. um, I, I I had it separate. It's eight by eight meters, so it's quite a big building. It's a brick building. It's completely de- detached. So the front part is like a little office where I've got my pictures and things on the wall and there might be a telly and a sofa and a, f- a fridge full of beer and all that. It's like a proper man cave. And then my other, the, the sort of live room is um, I've got a lot of drums. So it's the first time that they all used to be in storage, but it's just the first time I've been able to like build shelves and, and have everything non-cases, all that kind of stuff. So it's like a really nice place to be when, I, when I'm here because yes. all my gear's here, you know. The, the lady I rented off had it, has sort of future-proofed it. So um, it's got a bathroom, it's got a shower and a bog and a sink and all this. So it's basically like, I could move in. If I get the COVID, I'll just come here for two weeks to recover. <laughs> I'll be fine with my beer fridge and my shower. It, um, so you, it, is, it is a wicked place to come. Is it soundproofed? Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah. I it's, I'm all set up to record here. So I, 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 yeah. I soundproofed it. Initially, I wasn't going to do recordings. It uh, hadn't really occurred to me. My brother's got a studio, so I'll sort of if I do sessions, I'll I'll just do them from his. Um, but no, he came over here and was like, well, "It doesn't make any sense not to be recording." And and I'm a bit naive with that yeah. kind of world. It's, I don't know much about it, and I just assumed that like, well, you'd have to spend at least thirty grand. To make anything and he yeah. was like more like four I was like, oh ah. all right well it's still a lot of money but it's a lot less uh what what yeah. do i need and, and actually he had a few microphones that he because he's got a lot so he was like we'll borrow this and this and then millie had some uh, a, a really nice pair of uh mics for her harp stuff so I was like, oh well, i'll have those so actually i didn't really have to spend very much but i just bought a really good interface yeah. Some other mics. I've got a billion drums and a billion kind of other bits and pieces. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm all set up on it. I'm actually really enjoying it. I have done a few things here in the old lockdown vibes. I did one track for 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 a uh, for a composer for the Greta Thunberg um, documentary that came out, and that's oh, the amazing. first. Yeah, I was really excited um, because it's the first thing that I've recorded on my own and sent to someone, and then and then mm. like it's a real thing. I've done, yeah. a, done a lot of like my mates' um, demos and uh, or li- I've done a few library music things, which of course are proper and real and all that stuff. But this is this is the only thing that I've done here, the first thing that I've done here. Um, that's like you know that I did and then sent it off. It's a bit weird doing it on your own, isn't it? I don't. I just, I'm, yeah. It's new to me. 
like no feedback. Yeah. Like I was like, here's 72 versions of the same thing. It's like, yeah, cool. You only need one though, Bob. I was like, I know, but I didn't really know. Like, they're all very subtly different. Oh, sorry. It's Dropbox. I won't fuck your email. Um, so that's exciting. And so I have yeah. learned some stuff. And actually, uh, uh, Camilla, Millie's done quite a lot. We did quite a lot here in, in lockdown yeah. two. Of of recording stuff where so where I mean I'm pretending to be an engineer and just saying things like when you're at Abbey Road, where are the mics? <laughs> uh, she's like, there's usually one here. I'm like, okay, put one there. And and how close to the soundboard are they usually? Googling how do you mic up? You know, like don't Google anything about microphones or positions. It's a nightmare. Oh, oh no, I know. <laughs> but she's very oh. she's so good at playing that she just yeah. kind of like plays everything once. You know, and then I say, yeah. oh, can you do it again? Because I've only recorded one side of it or, or, or I coughed in the middle or something, you know. So she's so on it. But we did, we actually did quite a few things. Some BBC series and some Netflix series and stuff that have like, we recorded them, sent them off. I got really stressed that I like would let her down and that I'd messed up the things. But then, then we watched them on the telly. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's really that satisfying. Good. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. So yeah. Good. It was good to have a sense of purpose. And, and to be doing something useful other than just like yeah. making pasta and and uh, <laughs> not making, but warming pasta Actually up with water and giving it to children <laughs> and going, here you are. Oh, hey. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob. That was fun, that was, wasn't uh, it? I really enjoyed that conversation. It was really fun. Yeah, me too. He's so great. He said to us afterwards, yeah. I'm so sorry I've chatted and chatted, but actually that's exactly what we need and what we want, isn't it? Yeah, we always like that. People yeah. just chat. Yeah. If we if we didn't say anything, he'll just carry on and just uh, link into another anecdote. It's very I good. <laughs> I feel like we could have got so much more dirt on so many more people, but that's for another day. Another day. Yeah. Maybe we'll re- revisit Bob one day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, hope you've all had a lovely week. Mm. Uh, what we're, I'm going to go because I'm, I'm running out of battery, honestly. You um, need to get back sanding, got, don't you? I've got a lot to do. We're hiring yeah. these blooming sanders. We've got we've to get How's on it. How's it looking in um, there? It's looking so nice. Oh. So when we, we got in on Thursday and we kind of opened the doors yeah. and the lady had said, oh, I'm really sorry, I've left a little bit of a mess in the upstairs bedroom. Like, okay, maybe that means everything else is great. But uh, everywhere was just so dirty. <laughs> like, oh. oh God! Can you can you return a house? Can you? Have you got twenty eight days on that? Oh, but, it's, uh, it's frightening, isn't it? At first, but but yeah. exciting. Was it amazing yeah. actually getting those keys? Yeah, it it yeah it really was really exciting. Oh. And but we've we've started sanding basically, and already it looked lovely. Oh well done. Got some nice parquet floors, which uh, I mean that's I, a so treat. I took some pictures. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I put some pictures on Instagram and um, I've got to tell you guys, if, if you're trying to sort of get better at Instagram, get more likes, more more comments, <laughs> just put a picture up of you sanding some wood. Oh, my Seriously? God. Is, I put up one particular picture uh, of me. of um, I've done one strip of um, kind of belt sander. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. In the hallway. Yeah. And so you can see the, the old varnished dirty old floor and the new clean one and i had so many responses to that it's really it's like, made me rethink it's uh, everything. for homeowners isn't it it's just basically millennials yeah. are all old now that's it no one no one goes out <laughs> no 
everyone's having babies mm. and uh, wants Standing. to just renovate a house. Yeah, quite right. Honestly, people love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to forget, you know, saying anything about playing the trumpet or anything yeah, on like Instagram. Old who, news. who cares about that? Yeah, yeah. old news. <laughs> so uh, there we go. That's what I'm doing. And, Hurrah. Uh, it's fun. And really, it's just an excuse to order pizza all the time. Oh, my God. It's the best, isn't it? I mean, to, don't need much of an excuse at the moment. We had takeout Nando's right. last night. It was the dream. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh. So good. So good. <laughs> How's your homeschooling going? Well, you know what? It wasn't all bleak. Um, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> My eldest yeah. son can more or less be left to his own devices, and I think he's doing what he should be doing. It sounds yeah. like he's making the right noises. The youngest one, I sort of have to be there with cattle prod at the ready to get him going. But it's mm. okay. It's full on. It's not easy. And I, I, the thing is, we keep high fiving at each other at the end of the day, going, "We've done a day," and then think, "But this could go on and on and on." So yeah, yeah. it's it's slightly frightening, but um, but it's okay. It's okay. I ran a little music class for some of his. For some of their school friends the other day. It was Oh nice. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. We did Carnival of the Animals. Yeah. It's good. I feel I feel like Very I reached good. peak smug at that point. And since then it's been downhill, but you know. <laughs> Put it this way, thank God I'm not doing dry January. No. 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 I mean saw something oh Barney said the other day he heard something on the radio. They said, Look, if you're thinking of doing dry January and you normally drink alcohol. Yeah. Just don't don't do it yet. Just like <laughs> no. this is not the time. Really it's, not. It's a pandemic, mm. and you just need to just get get through the day, however you need to. Quite don't right. put yourself under unnecessary pressures. You know, people yeah. trying to diet, trying to exercise all the time, uh, drink. I mean, I would recommend a bit bit of exercise. That yeah. always does help. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. out of the house for a, for Absolutely. a bit. Absolutely. But don't don't uh, don't beat yourself up about anything at the moment. No. You're right. It's not the time. But tell you what you could do. If you feel like you need to make yourself feel better about something, why not join our Patreon? (laughs) Oh. Hey. Did you like that segue? We got yeah, I there. loved it. Yeah, um, you could do that for as little as £3.50 a week. You could support our podcast, which is obviously yeah. going to stay free, and we love doing it, but, you mm. know, yes. how about that? How about helping us make it by giving a little bit of money? Yeah, but you do get some things in return. You for do. example, this week, there's about 15 minutes extra of Bob. That's right. Really good stuff. Talking about new kids on the block. I keep talking about them. I can't stop. Um, he, t- he talks about all kinds of things. Some great anecdotes that we've taken out of this pod. So come on, join up. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and, uh, well, i got to go. Yeah, um, go on. But, um, hey, it's a nice day today. I feel I feel good. It's a sunny day. We're recording this on Saturday. Yeah, The 9th of January. I've got a spring in my step. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. Well, I'm off out for a run. I'm going to listen to a special yeah. playlist, which links into a guest of ours in a few weeks' time. <laughs> oh, yes. amazing. More to be said on that later. But we'll see you next week again. Well, we'll yeah. hear, speak to you next week. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Something. Um, yeah, have a great time, guys. Uh, see you next time on Three in a Bar. Bye. Bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.